Welcome to the Ozark United Methodist Church Companion Podcast for Tuesday, December the 1st. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me tonight, we've got... Melissa Vino. Jacob Schneider. And this week, we are kicking off the Advent season, but before we do that, let's have a moment of prayer. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks uh, for this day. We give you thanks for this season, for this Advent season, uh, where we can just kind of slow down and reflect, uh, where we can turn our eyes and ears to you and pray, God, that you would show yourself to us and speak to our hearts, uh, that we may see you, that we may know you, that we may grow in our knowledge and love of you. And we praise you for this time together. I pray that it would be a blessing to us and to everyone who gathers, uh, that we would all uh, just encounter you in a new way. Uh, But speak to us, guide us, lead us, teach us all this. We pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. So let's talk a little bit about last Sunday, the first Sunday of Advent. It is the first week of Advent, the week of hope, the Sunday of hope. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we took away from the sermon, what, you know, as you're putting together the sermon, maybe some things that stuck out to you, um, you know, what got our attention, maybe the practical things that we can take away from the sermon. And I'll just kind of throw it out to the floor. Anybody who wants to can jump right in. Well, I, I'll just say that I love John 1. I will say that again. Uh, John 1 is just so powerful. So I, I just had a uh, – it was just good for me to spend some more time with John 1 this past week. So I'll say I, it's funny you mentioned it early on, and we, we think of Advent and we celebrate it as a season of waiting, but the reality is we are – living our lives in Advent, in a season of waiting. It's it's always odd that we, in my head, for whatever reason, it's always funny to me that it's like, hey, if this is the season we celebrate the fact that we spend our entire lives in waiting. I don't know. that For some reason, that always strikes me as weird, odd, funny, wild that we would celebrate the fact that we're waiting to celebrate. Um, yeah. <laughs> for, I don't know why. It just always strikes me as weird. Uh, I think the couple things, though, that I highlighted uh, in my notes from the sermon, um, you know, it's we are we are so we're, we're ramping up to Christmas. And I think that the biggest takeaway from the season for me is that this is when God moved out of the temple, like you mentioned in the sermon, you know, it was the Holy of Holies, only, you know, certain people at certain times were allowed to even enter, you know, behind the veils and the incense. And, you know, we have these images of what that must have been like. And that's when God moved out of the secluded temple and into, as you put it always, into our mess. And I think that that is probably the one thing that I always come back to as the church, in quotes, um, is that we have got to take the church out of the temple and into the mess of our community, of our world, of our lives, of our neighbors and neighborhoods and our families. And, you know, it's not a, yes, we're waiting, but it's not a passive waiting. It's not sitting at the DMV waiting for your number to be called. You know, you're not sitting around waiting like that. It's a it's an active, it's a get in, 
the mess of the world and be the church. You know, I think that that is the example that I think that, you know, yes, we have multiple examples of what of Christ's example of how we are to live our lives. But I think that example of taking God, of taking Christianity, of religion, of faith, taking it out of the church, out of the secluded place that, you know, that only a few people enter and, and, and taking it into the messiness of our lives to me, I think is the big example that always come that I find myself always coming back to, I think this time of year and, and any time of year. Yeah. I think that's why, like I probably say it too much, but I, I refer to worship as practice. It's practice. It's practice. Um, and that carries over to the, you know, the church building itself. It's a, mission center it's a sending off place when we celebrate communion it's we call it the mass the sending out the sending forth so we gather together and it's important to gather together in whatever format that we can um but it's important to be together so that we can um, learn and grow and be changed and you know that discipleship and uh, receive you know the presence of god in a, in a new and different way or hear something and grow in that and then but that you know that's not it that's not the the locus of what it means to be the church we're uh, then to go go out so yeah that's exactly it yeah i think to use the the sports analogy that you kind of touched on there it's so often we think of sunday as the event sunday's game day where we go to church and that's where we do our worship but no that's just like you said that's the practice field the the game the real event is your day to day life outside of the church so I think I think yeah. it's important to remember that during this season yeah and I think you know Advent historically has been that practice time um, and it, you know you talk about you know our whole lives as as an Advent season waiting for Jesus second Advent you know this this four weeks or whatever is just a reminder of that. And so, you know, during this season and every Sunday, we gather together to be reminded of who God is, to be reminded of who we are and be reminded of what we're called to. And it's just kind of amplified, I think, this time of year when we're looking ahead towards this crazy moment in history where Jesus entered our midst. Um, so, yeah, all of us just amplified, I think, this season, which is a good thing. You know, it's that time of year, all the Christmas movies are playing and, you know, I, I like the offbeat Christmas movies and the one that there's a quote from the movie Scrooged, which was playing recently. So I remember, so the, this quote's fresh in my mind, but, you know, he's saying this is the, few, this is the time of year where for a few hours out of the year, we actually get to be the people that we want to be the rest of the year. And yeah, that's what Advent is. We have that, that Christmas spirit or whatever, where we're all a little nicer. We're all a little, you know, friendlier. We're all a little more generous, whatever, but yeah, that's, that's not supposed to, we are, if our whole lives are an Advent, then that Advent season feeling should be the feeling we have all year long. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How about you, Melissa? Was there anything in particular that well, took out? The the thing that I really liked that you pointed out was when you were talking about that um, nobody can take Christ out of Christmas. 
and how you started pointing out how we took what were pagan traditions and turned them into ways to recognize Christ. And so it was more like, yeah, we're actually bringing him into it instead of people saying we're taking him out of it. And, you know, it's just that was a good reminder for me when I'm looking at Christmas lights or when I'm sitting there looking at the Christmas tree and as to why we do that. And it's not just because it's pretty, you know, there really is reason behind it. And when but when you said, you know, nobody can take Christ out of Christmas it just really hit me because you do hear that constantly when people are like, everyone's trying to take Christ out of Christmas and saying happy holidays or, you know, can't say Merry Christmas. And it's like, nobody can take him out of it. They're, just because they're not saying it doesn't mean that he's not part of it anymore. So I really, I, I appreciated that being pointed out because I think we can get hung up on stuff pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. In our world of, you know, polarization <laughs> that, you know, there are always just two sides to anything. And I, I mean, there's just a different, there's a better way. There's a third way. Um, redemption is, is the name of the game. So yeah, even, even Christmas we can redeem and we can be a part of that redemption. So yeah. Yeah. You look at how our church, Ozark United Methodist Church has responded to the, the, you know, for example, the pandemic that we're all still living in, you know, we take the things that of the world, the things we're given this, you know, we were given this pandemic by nature and all of the you know, physics and laws of biology and all this, but we take that and we use it. We, we didn't, it's been tough, but we haven't, um, let it stop us from being the church. In fact, there's so many things that have been going on that, you know, again, you hear it every Sunday if you're in the building is, wow, we couldn't have done X without some sort of a full stop <laughs> without, if this was business as usual, this would never have gotten done. We hear, you hear that mm -hmm. constantly. So even something that's just been, you know, as devastating to our normal, and again, using the air quotes, normal lives, as this pandemic has been, we have still as a church worked to claim something of redemption and something of, you know, of Christ out of this, whether it's, Hey, let's gear this thing up. So now we can, you know, as soon as we are back together, we can hit the ground running with, you know, student ministries or whatever the case might be with It's, it's that, I you know, looking back because it's that time of year where we kind of look back at the year that was and a lot of us don't necessarily want to do that this year but <laughs> when you do when you look back at with a you know take the take all the blinders off and just look at what's been going on it's it doesn't it still never ceases to amaze me the work that's gone on in our church at a time when it would have been really easy to just stop and just either either out of fear or out of an abundance of caution that you know, the stopping is not always the bad thing, but we have continued to press on cautiously, carefully, safely, and used this time for planning, for preparation, for work, getting, you know, the sweat equity that the youth have put into ripping up the flooring. And so that volunteers could come in and paint the walls. And, you know, it's, 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 it's been amazing to see that. And I think, you know, as this is the week of hope, um, that hope that at some point we're going to come out of the other side of this and we'll be together again as a church. I think that's, that's got to be something that's 
that's got to be strong and in the forefront and that we hold on to during this time of the year, I think. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been blown away by, you know, you see glimpses of, you know, being the church in a different way, um, obviously, but um, I hear stories and uh, people tell me about some things that some people are doing just on their own um, in whatever situation they're in at their homes or in their neighborhoods or, um, and that's it. That's, that's what it were to be about. Just, um, you know, we don't, we, we were forced out of the building in a lot of ways, um, which is not all always a bad thing. So. Yeah. I think the last thing that I had highlighted, um, myself personally is you discussed how in the old Testament people were crying out for God to reveal himself in the new Testament. God was revealed in Christ and he was not recognized. And we have that now going on there. We are crying out. There are specific communities that are very much crying out for God to reveal himself. And I wonder, and I think you kind of touched on it, the hypothetical, but rabbit trailing that would we recognize Christ? Would we recognize the message of the kingdom today if it was hitting us in the face and beating us over the head with it? Or would it be, you know, well, that's great in theory, but, or, well, that's upsetting and disconcerting and not comfortable. So no, I, I think that we still fall into a lot of those same pitfalls, a lot of those same convenient, comfortable thinkings, um, and don't recognize when Christ is at work in our communities or in the world around us. Yeah. I, I, I always refer to the various characters throughout the old and new Testaments as knuckleheads. And, um, it's kind of unfair. Um, no, I think it's at, fair. At one level. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because then you know, I'm 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 the knuckle because I miss it all the time. But you can understand if you if you dig into what was going on in the world around them, what they knew to be true, and then you had this crazy, well, with Christ with the incarnation, um, that this human being is God, and he didn't look like the promised Messiah that they all thought they would get. So you can understand why they would just, you know, we'll wait and see. What's really astonishing is that there were 12 people who thought, yeah, let's follow this guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, you know, Jesus entered in, hopefully he enters in with just on a chariot of fire. So we all know, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I tend to think that the world would reject Christ again. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And are we rejecting him now? I think I think that, that was going to be. I think the follow up is that not only would the church, not only would people, not only would the world, whatever, reject Christ again. I think we do still currently reject Christ. If you, I mean. There are, there are things that we're uncomfortable with that we know um, are Christ's teachings. There are positions and statements and things that we have to wrestle with all the time that we have the answer. <laughs> we have the big word with a capital W, and we have the small, you know, lowercase w word in front of us. 
and yet we still flat out reject a lot of things i think yeah i think about the story of um the woman with the alabaster jar and you know pouring perfume and the, the disciples giving jesus giving you know saying to jesus how you know how could you waste all this money and you know we can give that money to the poor and he says the poor will always be among you and i, I think about that I, I don't think that's a reason for us to just uh, neglect the poor because they're they're just always going to be no they should be among us um we should be among them um and are we are they so that's or or have we successfully insulated ourselves from certain people groups just by doing what we do uh being comfortable in what we do um, kind of creating a little bubble around ourselves and you know we are doing it in, intentionally it's it's natural to be attracted to people who are like you or like-minded um, but yeah it's it takes a lot of work I think that's the that's the that's the hard part it, it, it takes a lot of work to be faithful so mm-hmm. Any other thoughts from this past Sunday? All right. Well, let us know your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, your needs, uh, the w- ways God is moving in and around and through and during, you know, among you during this week. You can find uh, find us on social media at Ozark UMC on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and I think we have a few other things set up we aren't even using currently. Uh, or you can email us at podcast at ozarkumc.org. Or you can just come up and talk to us or just send us a text if you've got our phone numbers or shoot Tracy an email in the office or call the office and tell Tracy. And so we'll get the word. will get around. Don't worry. We'll find out uh, what it is that, that you have to tell us. Uh, coming up this, our first week of Advent, uh, we've got some fun things going on. Uh, we've kind of redone the website and uh tomorrow we're going to be doing stuff every wednesday of advent and we're going to kick that off tomorrow the praise team has put together a list of some of their favorite advent songs as well as what some of those songs mean to them so it's not just oh here's a list of music but you know very much a list of here's some music and here's why this song is important to me. I want to share it with you. Uh, we have put together a Spotify playlist. So if you use Spotify, you can actually search for it and find it. If you don't, if that's not something you do, you can just, you can, you'll be able to go to our website. You'll be able to go uh, on our social media pages and find the link to that. And you can play them right in your web browser on your phone or on your computer or whatever. If you've got a smart TV with a Spotify app, you can list, turn on the TV and listen to it that way, whatever way is comfortable for you. But it's just something that um, to help us kind of help share a little little bit of uh, the hope that we should be feeling this week, the first week of Advent, and uh, there's some good songs in there, and some some good, I don't want to say some good reasoning behind why they were picked, but um, they're, I, th- these are not just randomly selected. There, were, there was thought behind this, and uh, you get a little bit of each person who contributed uh, in, in these songs, so check that out. That'll be available tomorrow, again, on our website and on social media. That is Wednesday, December the 2nd. Speaking of our social media pages, you'll want to check out what we have planned every day throughout Advent. So be sure to follow us again, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's at Ozark UMC. We are still looking for a handful, and I mean like a handful of volunteers. It's not a big number, but 
about five volunteers to help us with that project. If you are comfortable reading a piece of scripture and, you know, recording that on your cell phone or tablet or computer, whatever, if you've got a nice camera, an old VHS, you know, the shoulder, (laughs) whatever it is, we don't care. Just record yourself uh, reading some scripture. Uh, We can certainly use your help. If that's something you're interested in, again, reach out to us. We've got about five, maybe six, five or six. We'll call it a half dozen. Um, that we could still use some help with. So we are looking for volunteers still for that. Let's spend a little bit of time talking about this next Sunday. Um, it's the second Sunday of Advent. So that is, hold on, peace. Am I right? <laughs> is it peace? Somebody will yeah. correct me. Okay. I'm getting yeah. a nod. So <laughs> that's good. I always get, <laughs> I always get, I get peace and love always mixed up. I, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what we got coming up this Sunday. Tell us, kind of tease the sermon, uh, give us the scripture so we can kind of uh, be prepared for that. Yeah, so Peace Sunday, we're going to remember the peace that entered in, but um, we aren't going to talk specifically about peace. Um, you know, we're calling the sermon series Behold, and I, I mentioned this past Sunday that the the word that's translated as behold is notoriously difficult to translate like what is really being said in in that word um and some translate it wake up or pay attention or though it has that kind of meaning behind behind it to behold um so that's that's what we're really trying to bear down on like let's really pay attention (laughs) wake up pay attention to what's going on to what god's doing so we're going to be talking about the wonder, the wonder of uh, Christ entering in, kind of trailing off of uh, the hymn, Joy to the World, uh, the wonders of, of God's love uh, revealed in Christ. And we're going to be looking at uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, uh, which is um, really the, the Luke's account of the announcement by the angel to Mary um, so we, we talked about Mary's song a couple of weeks ago in a different kind of context. Uh, but here we're talking, we're going to be looking at what really went down when the angel appeared and made this crazy announcement to Mary. Do you ever wonder, not to this, not the rabbit, yes, rabbit probably. trail. <laughs> you ever wonder the angels, was it, was it the angelic, you know, we get this typical Renaissance angel that, you know, is very, adult or not very cherubic very you know the idealized person or if it was like an actual biblical angel like you know a flaming wheel of eyes or whatever we have (laughs) because that would cause Uh, them to say don't be afraid like you know (laughs) if if the you know the the golden you know perfect person walks in and says don't be afraid i'm like well okay i wouldn't be i mean clearly you're a handsome (laughs) fellow but you know the 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 weird angels that we that we read about is like okay well I could see why yeah. maybe don't be afraid would be the appropriate first words out of their mouths. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to take we us know. there, but <laughs> we we know it wasn't Joe Angel next door that right. just popped in in human form, but yeah, who knows? But definitely fear-inducing. I know that. So did yes. you ever see that movie Michael, where John Travolta was the angel? Uh-uh. He's Michael. Oh yikes! That'd be Big scary. old white wings. <laughs> like that would be, you know. Then you would know for sure. 
right? You were visited by but an even angel. that, so so if John Travolta <laughs> pops up, and sure, he's got wings. Okay, that's a little weird, but it's you know that's one thing. But you know, if, if every time, yeah, yeah every time we see an angel pop up in the Bible, it's like. Hey, don't freak out. I know don't this is afraid. what I've got going right. on here. Yeah. So yeah. it's I'm thinking it's always got to be like, yeah, the flaming rings of interlocked rings of eyes and stuff. And it's like, because that's the first thing that if that pops up, this like, you know, cosmic nightmare inducing thing pops up. It's like, hey, I'm an angel. It's OK. I know, you know, yeah. that that makes more sense to me. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I know so, the, yeah. the folks, yeah. the, the folks in the like the middle ages spent way too much time trying to work out what angels were and right yeah so we probably don't need to do that they've done a good enough job (laughs) yeah probably so all right well you can worship with us this sunday uh maybe maybe you'll go into that in the sermon i don't know i'm gonna guess not though uh but you can worship with us this sunday either in person at 8 30 and 11 a.m uh, as usual again all of the current safety precautions are in place so masks are expected um we do you know not to bring the conversation down or anything, because that's totally not what we're looking at. But we do need to be mindful of the fact that, you know, the cases seem to be rising in our area. So we do want to make sure that um, as we are coming together for worship, that we are being mindful about um, just being smart, not taking unnecessary risks. Um, There are things that don't feel risky that uh, have been shown to be more risky than we realize. So I know it's getting cold, um, but kind of moving out of that indoor space where there's not an exchange of air with the outside uh, outside world, um, just kind of, you know, limiting our time, uh, limiting our contacts with one another. That's not to say don't speak to each other because that's not the intent, nor is that being advocated by any health professional. Uh, but just be smart about what we're doing. Make sure we're wearing our masks. Make sure that we limit our time indoors. If you're going to if we're going to fellowship, let's try to move outside as much as possible. Um, things like that. We, we definitely we have done a fantastic job in the church. Um, I think to date we have not, and I even hesitate to say this because it's, I don't want to jinx anything, but I don't believe we've had any spread within our community. We have had people in our congregation who have tested positive for COVID, but I don't believe through tracing that we have been a facilitator of spreading COVID within the church. And we want to keep it that way. Um, especially, you know, as cases continue to climb. Um, so so again, please don't, you know, don't let that deter you from worshiping with us. Um, just know that if you're not comfortable worshiping with us, we do have other ways available as well. We will be live streaming the 830 service as always. That'll be available on the Ozark United Methodist Church YouTube channel and on our Facebook page. Um, and once they're there, once the that live stream starts at 830, it's, it's there. You can go in at any time. So if you aren't an early riser, um, you want to catch it at 11 because that's usually the service you attended, you can catch it at 11. You can pull it up. It won't be live, but you can watch the video um, or anytime throughout the week. If you want to go back, you didn't get to do it on Sunday, you want to catch it on Monday or Tuesday, or you thought you heard something and you want to, you know, did I hear that right? Or I think I want to hear that again. You can go back to those anytime they're there. Um, And of course, they're also going to be available on our website at ozarkumc.org. And if you subscribe to our podcast, uh, if you just want the sermon, um, those are available as well on Sundays, like right after service. They're usually up by 10 o'clock or so. Um, but whatever way 
that you worship, however that is, whether it's in person, whether it's online, whether it's a podcast, a video, whatever you do, um, just know that we do do appreciate and look forward to worshiping with you this and every Sunday. Um, any other thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? I, I will say in regards to some of the COVID stuff, mm-hmm. um, in this this week's midweek uh, newsletter, e-newsletter, uh, we'll have some of the guidelines that we put in place since we've been getting together uh, in person, uh, just as a way to remind ourselves of kind of what we're, what we're trying to do. So I, I'm grateful for everyone, you know, everyone's wearing masks, everybody's, um, you know, trying, trying to muddle their way through it. But I, I just think we can probably revisit some of those things and just make sure we're doing the best we can with, with all of that. So, yeah. so thank you. Even even a 300 hitter still takes batting practice. I mean, it, it, sometimes we've got to remind ourselves what it is we're doing and why and how. So, yeah, absolutely. Anything else? All right, then. Grateful I think that'll wrap us up. What's that? Yeah. Grateful for you all. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, then, for my host, for Melissa, for Pastor Jacob, again, my name's Joey Mills. May the peace of Christ be with you this week.